Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Today, very unique topic, not unique for marketers. Everyone knows about copywriting, but I want to go a little bit deeper and understand the strategy behind copy and how it can be used to increase branding, sales, lead development. Those are important aspects of being a marketer. And so I am bringing on Margot White to have a discussion about this and stay tuned to this episode. Watch or listen to it the uh, entire time because I think you're going to learn a lot. So with that, before we jump in, Margot, would you please briefly introduce yourself? Hi, Mark, and hi, all the digital brand builders. I'm one of you. <laughs> so uh, my name is Margot White, and I'm number one expert in copywriting for entrepreneurs, uh, which means I help entrepreneurs find their unique strategy and establish it before outsourcing it to copywriters. Okay, so I just help entrepreneurs actively participate in the process of creating the content. That's just me. All right. Good. Well, let's jump right in. So why should anyone give a darn about copywriting? Oh, God, because probably copywriting, content marketing, those are two bases of every business nowadays. Uh, it's so easy to establish business like in 2021. Everyone can go online, do this drag and drop with the drag and drop features, build the website, build everything. But the only thing that you cannot uh, drag and drop is your content. I mean, actually, you can do that, and that's exactly what we see here and there, but you will just be, you know, one out of millions instead of having your voice heard. So content is basically the only differentiator in terms of uh, business nowadays, and Mark, don't you agree with that? Of course. Yeah, I do agree with it. All right, so that's wonderful. We copy is important. We all understand that. And, you know, a lot of times I do these things tongue in cheek just to see how people react to it. But copy is critical. It just seems overlooked. Uh, and, and so my, my question is, how do you get people like me to understand how to do it properly? What are the first steps you take? Well, when I entered this business uh, four years ago, um, I had... Um, number of meetings with both small companies and large companies where I were, um, you know, the, the business owners told me that I don't know this stuff. So I want just to find a person to outsource this. And so that they would do everything for me in terms of content strategy and everything and so on and so forth. And as I led this meeting uh, towards asking them questions, specific questions about their business, about their audience, they were like, okay, I never was asked this question before. That's interesting. And so during these meetings, we came up with a strategy based on that questions. 
So it just got me thinking that when copywriters start working with entrepreneurs, they usually have this, you know, list of basic things like tell me the story of your business, tell me how you established it. But that's not what I started with, because I had my background in business, you know, I'm like entrepreneurial background, like 10 years before that. So I asked the questions like, what are your, uh, what are the beliefs about the industry you're in? What are your beliefs about life? And I tried to dive deeper to figure out um, what is the nature of the business person standing behind the company? Because we all attract like-minded people, like it or not, because if you're in a B2B business or you're building business on a personal brand, like you, Mark, for example, you attract like-minded people. And I can 100% surely tell you that it's, you know, all the audience listening uh, right now has some common beliefs, some common things. And maybe you didn't do that on purpose, but just because you are the person you are and you cannot hide it, you know, so you attract like-minded people. And the same happens to every any business. It's just some people realize that, some people don't. And when I ask those questions, um, and we came up with a strategy and it dramatically changed uh, the business of uh, these people, I realized there's something in there. So I started digging in and developed the content DNA and put it on paper. Excellent. Well, I love the title. And I know that's uh, going to be the title of your book that's coming out, and we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. Yeah. So... What do you recommend people like I do when I've got a campaign? Do I hire somebody like you or do I develop that expertise internally? And then how do I know I'm getting good copy? Well, great, great question. I can tell you that great copywriters, they first, they're not on demand. Like, for example, I have six month waiting list, right? So, um, and I'm only four years in, in, into this business. I mean, there are people who are like 20 years into this business. So, um, great copywriters rarely stick to their positions because when you can write a great copy you start developing it into a personal brand and then you can develop any company and blah 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 so you become a shareholder and that's exactly what everybody do does right so you need to prepare for the fact that you might have to hire the 15 dollar an hour copywriter on upwork or somewhere else and they should be able to write copy for you but in order for this copy to look professional and like million bucks copy, you need to, uh, you know, put on the paper all the criteria that your business has, that your customer avatar, and I cannot stress that enough, how important this is, what your customer avatar is, what your anti-avatar is, that's the concept developed by me, by the way, and what is your unique message in terms of the words that you use, phrases you begin, you begin your messages with, and et cetera, et cetera. So this is everything that is shaped by the company's owner because no one can do that for you. Otherwise, you're just taking your multi-million dollar business and giving it into the hands of copywriter who's working nine to five job and doesn't have your uh, mindset and your, you know, your ability to communicate with your prospects. So how do I, how do I know it's good copy? Because 
I, I know you have a six month waiting list, but <sighs> so that, that to me tells me, you know, you, you're in demand. You're probably pretty good, right? Without using you. Uh, that, that's a good sign. However, how do I know it's a good copywriter that I'm hiring or dealing with? What, what, what would I look for? A uh, good copy or a good copywriter? Because that's okay. <laughs> I'd say both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say is uh, the good copywriter should just give you a shape, right, of the content. They should do the research, all the basic work that you need for the copy. But um, basically, it's there's a no way, and I can tell you this for sure, there's no way to uh, test a copywriter in terms of their previous work, because the fact that they were good for someone else uh, does not mean they will be good for you. So the only thing you should do is uh, test whether they can follow your instructions or not, and then put together the detailed package of who you are, who, who you're you know, prospects are, and the list of words that I was talking about previously, it's your unique words, your unique message that you can edit any copy with that will be, you know, it will make it look like you. Like, for example, what is the most commonly word you use? Are you asking me what the most common word I use is? Yeah. Ah, boy, that's a tough one. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you should make a list. So, for example, it's digital, okay? So, you put, place digital uh, into your list, and every time they write a copy or a, a you know, for you, you make sure that this word is in. This is very rough example. You don't have to yeah. <laughs> it's digital, but those words shape your copy in a way that over time, uh, when the person reads, uh, when your prospect reads your copy, they can't even tell whether it's written by you or your copywriter or anybody else because it has the unique welcome message, the unique goodbye message, and in the middle you, you use here and there words and phrases that only define you. So you, you get it, right? In terms of content, the only way to figure out whether it's good or bad is whether it's written for your prospect or not. There's no other way because it, if your co copy is not written and does not resonate with your prospect, who they are, with who they are, and does not give them every one of their thoughts, then in this case, it's a bad copy. If it is giving them and if every one of their thoughts it's a good copy that's the only differentiator so uh, do you advise companies on how to measure it how do you know it's the copy and not something else like graphics uh no i i i don't advise doing that because we're playing on the long term here um when you're selling high ticket products you don't care that much about short-term outcomes and when you're building a brand you don't care about short-term outcomes because um companies are trying right now that's one of the uh, mistakes by the way they're hiring copywriters and they tell them okay write one email for me and um I will send it out, and if the open rate and click rate will be good, then we will hire you. Now, what happens in such cases is that first, you don't know about the company. The second, you don't know what to write about. Basically, you write uh, 
you try to copy someone else's strategy because you can't dive in into this company strategy. And by the end of the uh, day, you can't even measure the results because email marketing is also a long game. Maybe pe people will not click on the specific email you're sending, but that email was decision maker for them in the long run. And that's why I, I work only with uh, high ticket and financial products is because they don't care about immediate results. They care about long-term results, but consistent. And it's like high-ticket <laughs> products. So they're ready to um, build that consistently and, uh, you know, invest in content. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, I think, is true with brand copywriting. But do you handle sales copywriting as well? Uh, sales copywriting, uh, you know, I, I don't divide this stuff, by the way. I don't divide it because every, every word that you um, publish online, uh, you know, from, uh, from your point of view or from your company side, uh, it's all copywriting, basically. Uh, some people divide it to content and copy, but I don't think that this is true because everything we read about the brand can make us buy from it. So um, actually, no. The only thing that uh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, stress my attention on is the involvement of the management in the decision-making process and in answering the specific questions that help later copywriters um, create an ultimate copy that speaks to the prospects. And this is really important. You cannot outsource it 100% ever. So um, this is the only way to do uh, the great copy nowadays. Okay. Uh, so you don't differentiate between sales and brand copy. No. So you're always thinking brand and sales and or lead development? Yes. Development? Yes. In for me, absolutely. For me, even social media posts, it should sell to some people. So it, everything is basically selling. You don't, don't know. You don't need CTA, Mark. You've been in this industry for quite a while. You don't need CTA to make people buy from you, right? There are numerous times when content is built in a way so that people are you know, messaging you and asking, how should I do that? How should I buy it? Right. So you don't, you don't do this active CTAs. So, um, you know, every piece of content is actually uh, the, the selling content. Okay. And that makes sense to me. I'm just curious. I mean, you talk about in the content DNA of breaking through the online noise. Mm -hmm. So can you explain how you do that and, and what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, we, we can all see the similar messages here and there. And uh, the thing is, no one is answering the question of what is going on in my prospect's mind. They're so obsessed with telling their own stories and, um, you know, explaining uh, who they are, why they opened the business and so on and so forth, that um, they don't realize one simple thing. I, I loved how Joe Dispenza put it, actually, 
He said, we have 65,000 thoughts a day and 95% of them are the same we had yesterday. So while you are trying to sell to your prospect the future perspective of using your product and service, 95% of the thoughts your prospects have are about the past. They're the same they had yesterday. They only have 5% uh, leverage in, in their mind to accept new information. So to grab their attention, they don't need the new information at the first stage. So you were asking about this uh, perfect messaging uh, in the past. Well, uh, the perfect message is the one that gives the prospect every one of their thoughts. And then you lead from there, uh, from that, that I know you're right. You're, I, I, I get what you feel. I understand that this is right, but you're wrong in one little aspect. And from there, they're already starting to listen to you. It's like, you know, uh, I love to draw the parallel with a party when you're entering the party where everyone is so narcissistic and obsessed talking about themselves. And uh, by the end of, you know, after they say hi, they start talking about themselves and then, then they offer you to change your life. So <laughs> the same happens to your prospects and we're all basically tired from it. Um, I, I guess that you're also scrolling your feed every morning and you find lots of messages that are irrelevant to you and probably thinking like, what does it have to do with me? Your mind is thinking on the um, subconscious level. So you need to realize, uh, you need to mm, Find out what is going on in your prospects' minds, uh, what are their current thoughts, and then use those thoughts to um, get connected. Okay, so new thoughts do not work. You need to get connected with them on their past uh, thought level. And once you're on their thought level, you know pretty much how they think, what bothers them, what problems they have, then you're developing engaging content. Uh, in, in a form of copy that speaks to them, answers their questions, and builds a relationship with them. Is that is that am I capturing that correctly? Yes, I mean, uh, first of all, you're uh, you're trying to get as close to their thought as you can, and you write this in sentence, preferably, uh, preferably in the beginning of your message, because that's what captures their attention right so um, that's first and then you start developing it saying that they're right in what they're thinking and it's understandable that they're thinking and that you were thinking the same stuff that they were right uh, but at the same time this little thing happened that changed your thinking pattern and here it is so it's like leading you know the person down the road slowly but surely and not trying to revolutionize their lives um, you know instantly because everybody online knows better you know how to live better how to live happier and so on and so forth so you should not be one of these people if you want to send out from the crowd of those uh, online messages mm, so you're uh, you know, while everybody else shouts, you're just uh, literally taking your prospect's hand, walking him down this path and telling that you are you will be there for him as he, uh, you know, 
undergoes this transformation. Okay, and how do you know it's resonating? What, what kind of indications, what kind of uh, clues do you get that this is actually working and that you're heading in the right direction with these particular uh, customers? Well, the respond rate is very high, whether it's social media post or email, because uh, when people um, get uh, the you know, the same story or the same situation that was uh, in their heads, they do not hesitate to write back and say, okay, I, I, that's exactly what I thought. And uh, basically the outcome is you get people to act, whether it's clicking your link, whether it's um, writing you a message, writing you a social media post. And of course you ask them in your you know, in your message, what to do next, because you need to give them the next step. Otherwise it makes no sense. So um, you're giving them that and they, they start doing what, what you want from them because you gave them this feeling of understanding and you dive deeper and you cared about their thoughts and they're grateful to do whatever you um, are asking them as the next step. All right. Well, that, uh, that helps because I think part of the problem that people like myself and others that are hiring copywriters is they don't know how successful it is. It's like, okay, I like what he or she's writing, makes sense to me, but is it making sense to my customers? So understanding what those clues are, like Shakespeare for my audience might be you know, something far less desirable to my target audience because they don't understand old English. Uh, as an example. So it, it's, it's really trying to see what resonates and experimenting. But I think you, you're, I've learned something and that is, you know, you've got to be in it for the long haul as well. Because mm. you start writing and it might not resonate with them right away because you're not used to a new voice, uh, but it will resonate with them eventually because you know them better than they know themselves. If you've done your homework, you, you, you probably should. If you've done your homework, you also have the list of those phrases and, and uh, you know, words and things that resonate with this audience. So you don't care about what copywriter writes that much. You don't need the best copywriter in the world. You can edit this copy yourself by adding those, you know, words and phrases and still make it look a million bucks and it will drive action because of that homework. Okay. So let's wrap things up. I, I do want to talk about your book, Content DNA. What, why should we buy the Content DNA? <laughs> content DNA has answers to all the questions uh, that we were talking about today. It has the detailed explanation of what your customer avatar is, where to find them, uh, how to find them within, and uh, how to say yes and no to your audience in a way to grow your business, uh, I don't know, like skyrocketly. <laughs> Well, that, that's the important thing. So you've got a blueprint. Is that essentially what the book is? Yes, it is a blueprint for every entrepreneur that can just go through uh, the steps and uh, create this package for their copywriters and for their business in general, for their marketing managers and every piece of content that will be issued uh, on behalf of their company. Where do they pre-order the book? What, where's, what website? Uh, Amazon. Definitely Amazon. It's going to be uh, live, I think, in a couple of days. So. Okay. And uh, I will post that link in the show notes. I don't even know you can pre-order on Amazon. That's how long ago I've written my book. 
but so we'll post that link and margo where can people find you online brightwithwhite.com uh this is my new website and of course linkedin it's margo white instagram I'm sorry, Margot White was taking there. So I'm mean marketer on Instagram. So uh, guys, just write, write in because this audience, I mean, you're all awesome people and uh, <laughs> you're all like-minded, like Mark. So uh, I will be more than happy to connect with you and help you to answer your questions to, you know, whatever you have. Just write uh, the, the title of the podcast you're from and be my guest. <laughs> Excellent. Well, again, thank you, Margo. Appreciate you being on and uh, look forward to seeing the book come out. Mark, thank you so much. I enjoyed our talk. So, And thanks again for all your help. <laughs>